Greetings, Sci-Fi Universe. Owen Cotter here. Join me, your host, as we discuss all things geek chic and out of this world on Sci-Fiction Radio, your galactic transmission portal to all things science fiction and beyond. In today's show, I'll be talking with actor Ben Cotton. Hold on while Ben joins us here shortly. Ben, you there? Hey, that's me. How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. Welcome oh, to the show. How are things? Yes, sir. How are things with you today? Uh, things are pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good stuff. Uh, that's great to hear, man. in Vancouver. Just... What's that? I said that's great to hear, man. You said you're in Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm in Vancouver. You... I just uh, went for a run through the forest for a while. <laughs> Nice. Are you filming up there right? Are you filming up there right now, or you live there? Uh, I live here. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, well, let's get things. Let's get things started here. Since we're talking about you okay. and everything, can you, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and the line of work you do and stuff, so forth? Uh, well, uh, I'm an actor, uh, so I work on pretty pretty much anything I can. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> lots of TV and movies and. Um, I know you guys are talking a lot about sci-fi, so right. uh, certainly a fair amount of sci-fi. A lot of sci-fi happens up here. So, um, lots of uh, done a handful of episodes of uh, Stargate, and uh, I did uh, you know Blood and Chrome, the Battlestar Galactica movie, and mm. um, just done some episodes of uh, the Hundreds. Uh, so lots of sci-fi up here for sure. Wow. Uh, so you, you were in Stargate Atlantis, what weren't you? That's right, yeah. Yeah, now, I did, uh, for, I a character called uh, Kavanaugh. That's right. That's, that's right. Uh, that's uh, for, a lot of people like to hate. <laughs> <laughs> but for people that don't know much about the Stargate franchise, can you like tell everybody a little bit about that show, like the premise of that particular uh, spin-off series, I guess, and like about your character in the show and so forth? Well, my character was a scientist and uh um and basically just kind of a he was a bit of a whiner. I mean, he was always the guy who who talked about why they couldn't do something or what was what, what he was afraid of and he fa- I fainted probably 3 4 times during that series. <laughs> uh the, the the character did, you know. Um right, right. Jason Momoa's character came in one time to beat on me and I just sort of fainted. But uh, I mean the show. I mean I, I'm sure I'm sure people know Stargate. It just basically is a portal that can move you through the through the world, through the through time and through the universe, right? And lead you to all sorts of adventures. Yeah. That was a pretty cool show. You said uh, that you were a scientist. Like this, the curious the series takes place in I believe the ancient city of Atlantis. Now, when I was watching That's the right. show, like it just looked like it had these incredible interior sets. Just was curious, like what was it like filming in an environment like that, including like you mentioned the gate, like the gate room. Oh, that was pretty cool. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, you feel like a kid walking in there. <laughs> you're just you're in space. But the sets were amazing. I remember, you know, when I first moved to Vancouver, the first thing, first time I was ever on a set. I did uh, mm-hmm. extra work on um, on the pilot for SG One. Oh wow! Uh, and so, and I can remember, I can remember even then looking at you know they had a 
they had a they had this giant room built up and this uh, the, the sarcophagus and all these sets were just amazing. So I was walking into Atlantis with an actual part, you know, when I was like, I'm actually going to play this character. It was really fun and it was it was pretty cool because I was supposed to do, you know, I was supposed to do a couple of days and when they edited that episode together, mm. um, it was actually short. It didn't it didn't actually fill the slot, so they needed to write another scene. Uh, oh wow! To be uh, two or three two or three minutes long. And I'm pretty sure that that extra scene was the reason why I ended up coming back because the stuff that we had done was sort of like, you know, it was, it was fine, but it, but it was this scene between me and uh, um, Tori Higginson, uh, who played Dr. Weir, where we kind of we got on each other's case and got, got sort of argumentative, and it was fun, and it was, it, was, it was pretty cool. And I'm pretty sure, like, you know, I mean, fans watch that. That's when people started writing online and going, well, this guy's a jerk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we ended up com- we ended up coming back, but so it was fun. Like every time you stepped on that set, you thought, "Oh, here we go! I'm in space now." It was great. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. So you worked on SG One and Atlantis. So just curious, does the physical prop of the gate in the Atlantis gate room does it light up with those like blue chevrons, or was that added in later? Just just always been curious about that. Um. I think that was added in later. I think that's because there was there's this sort of light that came from behind the Chevrons, right? Like I think mm. I think there was a combination of both. I know some of the stuff did actually light up. But I think oh, when well. you saw the you know, when you saw the gate do its thing, I think that was uh that was an effect. Right, right. Well I know that they had the uh was it the force field thing around the gate and of course the city, I'm sure the outside of the city was more CGI and so forth. That was Pretty cool effect. Right. They didn't have that on the the SG one. Uh, what had that uh, metal iris gizmo or whatever? That was that was pretty oh, cool. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk about another cool series. You mentioned Battlestar Galactica: Blood and Chrome. Now it takes place in the latest the reimagined Battlestar universe. Can you tell everyone about that show's plot and your role in that particular series and so forth? Well, that was. Um, uh, it was a movie that it was meant to be kind of a prequel um, mm. to the reimagined series that, that, that in which, of course, uh, Edward James almost played Adama. Right. Um, and so it had uh, a younger character. Uh, you know, it had Adama at uh, about 21. Mm. Uh, and then so I played his ECO. I played his, uh, you know, the, his co-pilot, I guess. Uh, and we, um, you know, we got sent on a, on a, on a, on an adventure <laughs> to go and, uh, I don't know how, how much I can just, how much to describe it. I would say just go watch it. <laughs> get some toasters, uh, man. Kill some toasters. <laughs> and getting some toasters and getting, it, and, you know, shooting some guns at some Cylons and they had the early robots at that time. Cause you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, they didn't have the evolved versions like the uh, right, right. human old ones. So. <laughs> yeah, it was chrome. It was all chrome. It was all chrome. Well, I saw some footage on the video where it looked like like uh, there were. It was a stunningly cool series, by the way. Well, it looked like there were CGI green screens using the filming of the series. Like especially, I noticed it in the uh, the hangar bay. Just curious, how much of the uh, series used the green screen effects, and like what particular parts did the series use it more than others in? The entire thing. 
Wow. Really? Wow. Every, oh, oh, yeah. I'd never seen anything like it. And, and when we started, uh, or before we started, people kept saying to me, oh, wow, that's going to be going to be crazy, all the green screen. So I was, I was wow. a little bit, I didn't know what to expect. But, yeah, we walked in, and it's a giant warehouse that is, like, floor to ceiling green. Uh, wow. And then anything that you touched was real, you know, like when you're inside the ship, there was an actual ship there, you know, mm. or at least the interior of it, you know, um, or if you're sitting at a table, obviously those things are real, but there was not a single wall um, mm. during that shoot. Everything was imagined. It's all wow. of the base, you know, obviously everything, everything in there was all green screen, but yeah, basically the entire thing. I don't think we had, you know, I think we maybe had one set <laughs> it didn't really involve much green screen at all, but it was still in the same room. It was still, I mean, right, we were right. dreaming in green. Well, yeah, that's it amazing. Wild. Yeah, it was pretty fun. That's pretty yeah, amazing. You start dreaming in, in green. Um, so you basically get like green dizziness after seeing all that, like like you like old Star Wars sets back in the prequel days, like you said. Oh, it's strange. Well, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. And it's been amazing, you know, after the after the uh, the effects mm. crew. Uh, get involved and do their thing. I mean, to watch the difference um, once they've done all their artwork is unbelievable. Like, just such an unbelievable difference to watch. It's pretty cool. They did so like the amazing C- job. You're talking about the CGI, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So the interior of that Battlestar, I, I, I noticed, was a little bit different than the Battlestar in the uh, Edward James Almost version, like the inside of it. The, the, how how did they, like, go about doing that? Like, did they try to make it? just seemed different to me. Did it seemed different to you a little bit in some of the areas of the ship, like, and so forth? Well, I didn't work on the, um, I didn't work on the one series enough to get to know the ships that well, but mm-hmm. I know that they, um, I know that it was, you know, 20, 30 years uh, and uh, about earlier, right? Because right, again, right. Adama was 21 in our, in our thing. So there would be, mm-hmm. there would be a fair amount different. And the one that we were flying in was also meant to be a bit of a job, you know, a junk bucket. Like it was a bit of, right. A, right. it was my, it was my ship that had, it was the weasel that had been beat up pretty good. And I just, you know, it was sort of an old school guy who wanted to just fix it and, put some bubble right. gum and some duct tape on it and fix it, you know. Well, if memory so serves correctly... It, so it was a bit of a beat-up. Yeah, it was a, like a gold clunker, like a little... Uh, it was a raptor, I believe. It was a, His was a viper yep. at the end. Yep. Of the, yeah, raptor. Yep. Well, if memory serves correctly, in one scene of the show, I believe, like you said, they're on an adventure. They're on, like, on an ice planet. And your character, I think, it's, I'm pretty sure it's your character, stumbles upon like a piano. I'm just curious, do you play the piano or any other types of music? Huh? um i i i can't say that i play a piano i actually bought a little uh like a a keyboard electric keyboard at that time Mm -hmm. because i thought it uh at one point we were talking about going into series so i thought oh good that's an excuse to learn the piano so i've got this little piano now that i that i that i play around on but i i play guitar more than that guitar is the one that i play but i'll use a piano to sort of uh you know figure things out or find melodies and goof off. Mm. Yeah, that was just a cool thing. I'm yeah. surprised you haven't been approached or anything by sci-fi to do any more of that. Or have there been any more talks since, you know, Battlestar is so popular and everything. Just curious on that. To do any more Battlestar? Yeah. 
You mean? I, no, we haven't. It, I think it's. I think that might be done. I don't. Well, although I heard a well, I don't want to start any rumors, but I, 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 I just heard a passing rumor that they might be doing something again. I don't know. Like a. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I shouldn't say that because I don't, I don't. I really don't know. <laughs> well, that's, that's <laughs> funny you mention. That's funny you mention that. That's that's funny you mentioned that. I was just getting ready to ask you a question pertaining to this topic. Um, continue on the uh, topic of Battlestar. There actually, I've heard some yeah. rumors, or actually maybe even a confirmed reboot in the form of a big budget movie. I know you have like the original yeah. '70s battle. Yeah, the original '70s Battlestar, and then you have like the reimagined universe that your show took. Place and it was, I guess it was a vision by Ronald D. Moore. I was just curious, what are your mm -hmm. thoughts on re them rebooting like a show into a movie? And also, which version of the franchise would you like to see them use as more of like a, a base for the plot and so forth? If you had the pick or choose from that uh, the, the uh, universe. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> well, I like I say, I don't know. I know I know very little. I've heard basically just that that there's a rumor that there mm -hmm. might be a reboot movie, but I, right. I, that's basically all. I've um, I I don't know. I mean, the original has a bit of a soft spot for me because, mm. you know, I watched it when I was a kid. And so it was, you know, that was sort of one of the first shows that I got excited about spaceships and that. But this this more recent version is uh, was such a thrilling series. It was so beautifully written, uh, and the world is so rich that I kind of, you know, I don't know. You kind of, I kind of want to see it go from there. So you're going to pick the reimagining universe? That's cool. Yeah, I, I think I yeah, think it'd be cool I to see that. So. Yeah. I mean, either so, one would be kind of a thrill, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah that's a tough, tough call there, and you know, you, and you've kind of got some crossover a little bit, little bit, because you've got some of the actors. I believe like Richard Hatch came in from the uh, the old Battlestar to kind of play a whole other character in the, the reimagining universe. So there's some, there's some things you can play around with, I think, in there. But while we're on the topic of reboots, oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it can confirm that they're going to be rebooting the Stargate franchise into a new movie. So, really? personally, I, yeah, personally, I have some experience about this, but the, like, the original 90s Stargate, like you said, was one of the most groundbreaking and original pieces of sci-fi cinema ever, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on yeah. this, and which which direction would you like to see them go with the continuation of the Stargate franchise if, if they were to, you know, do it right? Hopefully. Uh, well, I'd love to see it happen. I mean, I mean, especially mm -hmm. you know, both of those shows. Well, all three of them, including Universe, shot here in Vancouver, and so there's a lot of that family that uh, you know are local people here. It's, it'd be fun to get all those people together because it was a really great group of folks that made those shows. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I was a big fan of all... I thought they were all great. And I, I thought what they did with Universe was um, really quite exciting. I think they had a hard time getting an audience going for that, you know? Right. Um, and so... But I'd kind of like to see that continue. I really liked how dark that show went. That was a pretty no, cool show. I liked how heavy it got. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. I don't know. I mean, the the SG One and Atlantis were really fun shows. You know, very dramatic, and mm -hmm. I loved the little wink in them. You know, there's a bit of a sense of humor in them, and I thought they were really fun. And I know that fans really enjoy that stuff. So, you know, I'd like to see either one, honestly.
I'd like to see right. some more universe. I wasn't I wasn't done with that. Yeah, that was a good series. I, I'm wanted, surprised to go, I wanted to go work on that show. Yeah, I'm surprised they canceled that series so early on. It was such a cutting edge. It was a different take. It was kind of like uh, like in Star Trek, instead of being fixed, they're like out in deep space, kind of like, uh, you know, and that was that, that ship uh, ancient vessel they had with the gate room in there. That was pretty mm-hmm. neat. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. very interesting. I was curious to see what they might do with that. I know, like, all the actors from the original role in Emmerich film, like uh, James Spader and uh, Kurt Russell, they're a lot older now. I don't know if they could do, mm-hmm. unless they, like, I don't know how they go about that. It'd be interesting to see what You have played in a number of science fiction series aside from Battlestar and Stargate, like you said. And I, I was curious, mm-hmm. you've also you've played in Smallville back, um, I believe, in the yeah. first season, which is based on the Superman yeah. comics. Just curious, that's now right. that show was, was on the air for a decade. And being so that's popular, right. did you have much interaction with Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum? If so, what was it like like working with them and being on in that kind of in a different environment? Um, well, I I met those guys um, at that time, although we didn't work together on set. Like my scenes were uh my scenes in that episode weren't with either one of them. Um, but they were really nice guys, you know, we we had, we had a nice time when we did chat, and then um, I actually saw them, you know, around town here and there. And then, of course, later on, I did a show called um, Hellcats that Tom uh, was a producer on. Oh, wow. Uh, so we crossed paths a little bit more then. Yeah. Was that filmed in but, Vancouver uh, as well? It was, yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah, that was filmed here. Now, what was your character in that show? I don't remember. I just remember it was in season one. I, I thought it's been it's like a decade that was on the show. It was, what was your character? Uh, on Smallville, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I played a guy. That's funny. I can remember his name. Lots of times, I can't, that far back, I can't remember. But I played this guy called Paul Hendricks, and he was an environmentalist. Uh, and there mm. was um, there was a fella. You know, at that time, especially, they were most episodes introduced a different character that had powers, right? That, of course, Clark had to deal with. Right. Um, and this guy had the ability, if he could shake your hand, if he could mm-hmm. get your hand, then he could change your perspective. He could change your mind. So, so my character was this guy who was an environmentalist who was very set in his ways and very sure of what he believed. And this oh, wow. guy kept trying to get my hand, and and then finally he did get my hand, and suddenly mm-hmm. I saw life really differently. And I, uh, I won't blow it for anybody who's excited to go watch it how it ended, but he certainly changed my fate pretty fast. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Is that a deal with the red kryptonite rocks? I guess he got some kind of power from that that uh, meteorite storm. Or? Yeah, yeah, he had. I, I I don't remember exactly where it came from, his power, but. That's what he could do, though. He could, if he could get a handshake out of you, he could make you do anything. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool power. That's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. pertaining to the topic of science fiction as a whole, it's just kind of a, a little side question. Many say some of the more, like you said, the uh, Stargate universe was like way more dark, and kind of like some of the new stuffs, like modern day stuffs, like dystopic. And, you know, rather than from shows since days past, like the old Battlestar, which was kind of like a family, I mean, it was a sci-fi, but, you know, the original one envisioned by Glenn Larson was kind of like, more like a family adventure than, you know, post-apocalyptic. It was a bit, yeah, it was a bit lighter. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts on perhaps envisioning a more positive future for us all rather than the current trends in like the where the science science fiction and a lot of media in general where things seem to be way more bleak and like darker and stuff? Well, that's a big question. I mean, I think there's a lot of power in in the direction that people choose to think in. You know, I mean, if you if you, it's I think it I think in our in our media and in our entertainment, it's it's a very good idea to uh, look at things in a hopeful light. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a little nervous when we look when you see so many shows that are so hopeless and so, you know, so much about the end of time and about the destruction and the end of things. Like I'm not a big fan of, of, of spreading fear across the land through entertainment, you know, I realize it's entertainment, but it's like, it's like, you know, what you get people thinking about is what they're thinking about. You know, you, you don't want people thinking all the time about what they're afraid of necessarily. You want people to be hopeful. So I do, I don't know. It's kind of fun though, right? Like, it, it, especially, you know, in, in, in sci-fi, it's, those worlds are fun to play in, you know, mm-hmm. where, where things have fallen apart, the post-apocalyptic kind of thing. It's fun. So I don't know. I suppose there's both sides on the, on the grand level. I mean, I'd love to have positivity and peacefulness as the, mm-hmm. as the message that you put out for sure. Right, right. Well, I agree with you on that. I mean, it is. it has become popular, so wildly popular. I mean, it's, and so much, in fact, it's almost like a drug they're getting addicted to. Taylor, and like, I was reading some articles the other day on uh, dystopic, dark sci-fi compared to, like, mod, it's like they they still create really good stories, don't get me wrong, but, like, a lot of it's, you know, tailored mm-hmm. into, that, like you said, that fear, pushing the fear, always an outside, yeah. you know, alien or a threat or whatever. It's, but on another topic, you played you played in so many sci-fi shows and branched over from franchises from like Superman, Stargate, Battlestar. Just curious, like what out of all the franchises you've been involved with, or uh, what's your favorite particular one? You or one of the ones you've uh, enjoyed playing in? Oh man, that's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, I lo- I've I can't say I've enjoyed every one of them. You know, a lot. I mean. Mm-hmm. Blood and Chrome was a pretty good thrill. Like uh, that was, um, you know, a, a very exciting shoot and a lot of hard work, and and we, you know, had a good bond with everybody. And it was uh, certainly of those franchises, the, that was the one that I was involved with the most mm-hmm. um, in shooting Blood and Chrome, and so that was a pretty good thrill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I feel like that. I feel like that show has helped my work a lot. You know, it's helped. It's helped to move me around. It, it, it seemed like once that happened, there were a couple more doors that opened up here and there. You know what I mean? Right. Um, more more opportunities for auditions and things like that. Um, so, uh, I, I I guess I would say uh, Blood and Chrome. Mm. of the thing but i mean i've I've really enjoyed them all it was a, it was a pretty good thrill to do all of them it was quite yeah, a chrome, i was just saying blade chrome such a great great series man yeah it was fun man. it was really fun we had, a, we had a, a, an amazing time doing it 
Yeah, that was a cool series. You're just this talented actor. I'd like to see. I really wish they would have continued the uh, the series a little bit more to see develop that into a, like a whole spinoff, like they did Atlantis and stuff like that. Yeah. I would have been, I, maybe yeah. they will. You never know. They they they're they're looking for shows and things to do. I mean, I, I don't know. But we have a little a time a time left in the show. Uh, um, just curious, are there any website links or information that you'd like to give out for the people to find out more about you and your various projects and upcoming uh, works and stuff? Um, I haven't got a I haven't got a website of my own. I, I basically just IMDb, I suppose. I mean, I haven't got something that I could send you to. Well, you got a Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I'm on the Twitter. Uh, it's um, the Twitter is Benji Cotton. Okay. Uh, just a letter letter G there. Um, and uh, what else? Yeah, my Facebook is just Ben Cotton. It'll have okay, a picture sure. of me up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Yeah. Well, uh, ex- excellent, man. Excellent. Ben, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show, man. I really enjoyed our talk and everything, man. Right on, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I've had a good time, too. You too, man. You, have a, you take care, my friend. Okay, you too. Be well. This is Owen Cotter thanking you for listening to Sci Fiction Radio. Don't forget to visit our website at www.scifiction.com.